Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It's Tuesday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern. That means here on Ready Check Radio, it is time for Snowbound, the Blizzard podcast. And man, we have a lot of Blizzo news today, but not a lot of it on the World of Warcraft front. So we'll come back to that at the end. There's only a couple little things I thought maybe WoW players like us would want to know. So I will put that at the end. But a lot happened this week. We teased it last week, reminded you about the Overwatch 2 PvP stream that was two hours long and the Ask Me Anything over on Reddit. We're going to cover that. We're going to talk about IGN's article about Blizzard staff turnover, and then we'll wrap it up with some World of Warcraft news. As always, if you're listening on Spotify or watching on YouTube, head on over to that website right there, readycheckradio, R-A-I-D-E-O.com. And in the upper right corner, you will find a link handy-dandy links to all of our socials, including Twitch, Twitter, and everything else. Give us a follow, subscribe, turn on those notifications, tell your friends, help us grow, and of course, come over and watch it live sometime. Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern for this particular show. You can find the rest of the schedule on the site, whether it's shows or streamers. Speaking of shows and streamers and hosts, joining me, Mr. Dom Greco, a.k.a. Zista. How are you, sir? Pretty good. How are you? You got a turtle, made it to the water. You saved a baby turtle and brought it back to the water. I did. I did. I went to uh, I went to the beach Saturday, and it was stranded the on the beach. boardwalk. Oh, look at that little guy. See? He got trapped on the boardwalk, and he had no way to get back to, to the water, so so I just I brought him there. He's, he's a little baby. That is a little guy. Aw. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Uh, Diamondback Terrapin, I believe. Look, congrats on your achievement. On your yeah. achievement. 45 points, well worth it. Well worth it. Yeah. I, that's, that's one of the higher amounts we've seen here. And, and that, mm-hmm. that, that warrants it. That warrants it. Uh, also on the line, she's back. Angela McCure. Oh, wait. That is, that is not Indy. That is Mr. Jason oh. Winter. Mr. I could be Indy after a transmog. You know, maybe, or maybe I just paid paid to get my yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that, gender changed that, or whatever in the shop. That works. That works. So you there just you go. Transmog. You are Indy transmogged, disguising herself as Jason Winter. Mm-hmm. Indy apparently having internet issues. So Jason Winter, much appreciated, filling in, stepping in at the last moment. And he couldn't have picked a better episode to do it with all the <laughs> Overwatch news because I know. Me and my banana. You and your dinner banana. <laughs> yeah, Jason Winter. On a Blizzard podcast called Snowbound. Yeah. See, chat's oh, on fire. Oh. Chat, you're on fire. You know, no lie. When I was living at home with my parents for a while, the people next door to us were named Ice. So Winter and Ice were next door That's neighbors. That's fantastic. That's actually, yeah. I wanted to name my kids Crash and. Like their first name Crash and their middle name <laughs> and. The wife was not having that. Or like name my daughter Son. I remember that. back uh, with the Nickelodeon, they had uh, Mark Summers hosting Double Dare, right? Oh yeah. And then they had they had Summer Sanders hosting Figure It Out, and like all my friends were like, they should get married, and then it could be Summer Summers. Yeah, the I should travel there. with. Go ahead. When I was at the Cipher, I would travel with a guy named Kendrick Summers, and one time the person getting our ID at the plane was like, "Winter and Summers, what?" Oh. <laughs> oh God. We should probably just cover the Overwatch stuff before yeah, this, just, yeah. this gets out of control. All right. We're going to start with the uh, the stream, the two-hour stream. So uh, before we get into specifics, gentlemen, I know both of you very eagerly awaiting Overwatch 2, watching it yes. every time you can get a little piece of information. I am the representing the little more casual, dabble in regular Overwatch, probably more interested in Overwatch 2 than I was in Overwatch 1, simply because of the addition of some PvE elements to it. Uh, and mm-hmm. that is my forte and will probably get me to PvP more than I do in Overwatch 1. So I kind of think we have like all ends of the spectrum. Jason, you actually run like a huge stat tracker and like analysis thing for Overwatch League stats. You want to plug that real quick? 
I don't know if I'd call it huge, but yeah, I run a little site, uh, Overwatch League Statistical Insights, owlstats.net, and follow on Twitter at owlstats. Hopefully we've got a few viewers from there. I don't know if we do, but if we do, welcome. This very, is my fate. Cool. I see it. Congratulations. That is Now you can go mug. away. I, I burned your computer and let you see my face. That is your mug. <laughs> my mug. So I just want to know, first off, before we get into specifics of the stream itself and things we, we learned from the stream, was the stream uh, good for you, so to speak? Uh, we haven't really. <laughs> was it sex? Yeah. Like, was, <laughs> was that good for you? Good need for a you? cigarette. <laughs> need a banana. Like, but when, when, but looking back, we this was the first real PvP drop of information for the game. It has been remarkably focused, maybe to its detriment, on the PVE side of the marketing, and so the primary current Overwatch player really just had a basic idea of, okay, we're going to get some new maps. We're going to get some upgrades to existing maps. And what else, Blizz? Tell me what else. And this was their first really, here's what else. So did it do it for you, Zista? Was this, did this whet the appetite some more? Or were you kind of maybe left a, a little wanting in what they had to show off? Um, it, it was long, right? It was. We, it was it like was a little what, over two, two hours. Yeah, like... Two hours, twenty minutes, something like that. Um, it uh, it was it was is a bit long for me. I I have attention issues, so um, despite me being really excited for it, I, there were times where it felt like it was dragging a little bit, and I would get distracted, and then I'd be like, I could, I, I'm supposed to be watching this because we're gonna be talking about it. I want to make sure that I don't actually <laughs> miss something. So then I would go back and rewind it, and then I'd find myself getting distracted again. It was really difficult to watch. There's a lot. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it because I absolutely did. The maps just, they're great. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we'll get into it, but I had some issues with it, but overall, I think it was good. Jason, are you along the same lines or you were, were you like enraptured for every moment? I'm kind of like, like, I think I mentioned this on Gaming Gumbo. Like, you know, I'm not as hyped for Overwatch 2 as I was for the original Overwatch. Right. Seeing all this was great and it was cool. And I liked watching it, but. It didn't give me that that wow feeling of oh my god I can't believe this looks so amazing you know et cetera et cetera so yeah I'm kind of in the same boat like I'm, I am interested in it. I'm still looking forward to it this did something for me it was nice to actually see it put out there and displayed for real but didn't you know send me to the moon or anything I was kind of more on the okay train like I didn't expect <laughs> you because know, I this isn't what I'm looking for. Yes, I will mm -hmm. PVP in it. Of course I will. You know I won't be any good at it, and that's fine. I'll have fun playing with the kids or playing with you folks, and you know having you guys carry me and yell at me and shit like that. And eventually, I you play off tank. Right. <laughs> eventually, I will pick up one or two characters and be okay with them. You know that's basically the the gist of my PVP uh, aptitude, unless it's Rocket League. Um. But we did get right off the bat some interesting things. And I'm going to show some B-roll here, giving uh, everybody a look at the first map we're going to talk about in a second because we've got a couple bullets uh, courtesy of Overbuff to uh, nicely sum up the each map. So I'm going to show you uh, some New York while we talk about this because this was the point in the stream where the team dropped what was perhaps, Jason, the biggest bomb of the entire presentation, the entire two-hour, 20-minute-ish presentation. They dropped the bomb that, yeah, Overwatch 1, you know how you've been enjoying that 6v6 for a long time? Yeah, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> no. No, nah, we, don't, we don't do that anymore. That's, that's Overwatch 1. We're going to 5v5. Uh, who's getting axed? Yeah, the second tank. The second tank uh, is gone. So now comps will be tank, two healer, two DPS. And there's also going to be a shifting in kind of what you think of as a tank uh, and crowd control abilities across the board. We'll get to that in a secondary fashion here. I want your gut reaction, though, because I, honestly, like I'm not seeing very many people happy about this at all, whether that goes from overwatch professional level players or players that were in and out of the overwatch league before all the way down to even some more casual friends of mine aren't exactly thrilled with this change jason i don't mind it i think i like to think that they are working behind the scenes and not that but now they have like about five years of of data to figure out 
how how much people just don't like playing tanks very much. That's always the shortest queue. It's always whenever I do the the three way queue, it's like tank like sixty six percent of the time, and then maybe support the other thirty percent. Never damage because that's always like an eight minute queue or whatever for anything. So yeah, it makes sense. I mean, they could have tried to obviously the other choice would have been try to make tanks better, make them more appealing, and so on and so forth, which. I think they've done now for the last, again, been trying to do for the last five years. And it just hasn't worked. So they decided to go this route instead. And I think I like to think that I'm putting just the tiniest bit of trust in them that they know what they're talking about. That said, I also think that, that you know, this was like Jeff Kaplan was like, it will always be 6v6 as long as I'm here. <laughs> it was like, okay. That's why he quit. That's why. <laughs> he was like, oh, you guys are going to fives? Peace. I'm no, out. I'm, 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 I'm out. Done. I sent that tweet a while ago. Remember, guys? I, I got to go now. I can't stay here. Mm -hmm. I can't stay here. <laughs> We're going to watch some 5v5 gameplay that they hosted uh, on the stream here in New York while we talk about this. Zista, what was your initial reaction when you saw the, the news? My initial reaction is I paused the video. <laughs> and I went, what? <laughs> like, I, I kind of just yelled out loud and went, what? And then I was kind of disgusted. And then I went... I, I hit play and I kept watching and as it went on, it was like, all right, this actually might work. Like I, I I'm kind of behind this now. Um, they, they, they sold me by the end of it. Um, my big concern was, yeah, like we've been running a lot of double shield metas for a while now. And it's like, yeah, you have like Orissa and Ryan or Sigma, you throw them in the, and it's just like, there's a lot of shields and yeah. number one problem is overwatch is nobody knows how to shoot the shields. So, you know, this this might help it a little bit. Um, they said that they did try a lot of other uh, different variants of it. One that they barely talked about, which was like when they were trying. I think it was six v six or something. They were trying, uh, or was it was it the five minute where they three DPS or four DPS, one tank, one healer, or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, they said they they literally did one play test and then never again. Like they they, <laughs> they shoot that out really quickly. So like they. They figured out, you know, they've been trying a, a lot of different makeups and stuff like that. So if they feel one tank is good, I, I I'm gonna believe them. They're they're putting in, in this thing. They they want to make this the best it can be. And if it's something that's gonna be so terrible for every, they're not gonna want to put that in the game. They would have kept it the same and tried to rebalance. So the, the weird thing for me was I wasn't watching it. I was doing some video for I think it was something for MMO bomb, a gameplay action right. video or something. And Jason was kind of popping notes in, in a number of chats over on uh, discord about what was mm -hmm. going on in real time. And like my first reaction to it, when he popped that through and is, like, Oh, it's going to be five V five. I was like, Oh, all right. A tank, a healer and three DPS. Like that immediately. <laughs> that's kind of where my brain went was, yeah, right. yeah they're changing wow it. Group. Yeah, they're yeah. changing it to a, you know, a wow group or a dungeon composition. And I think I even said in discord, I was like, PVP players are going to start screaming that PVE is already affecting the way they play their PVP. And Jason goes, oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Breaking news, breaking news. It's actually the second tank that's going away. Uh, <laughs> and so it's going to be one, two, two. I was like, what? Mm -hmm. That is bizarre. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. And that, that changes like, okay, fine. Fundamentally your group size smaller, right? Before you were one sixth of the team, no matter what class you are now, you're one fifth. So you, you are 20% of your team's output. Flanking becomes a little more risk reward at that point. You're leaving four yep. people behind instead of five people behind type deal. Uh, maps. It also, we're going to talk about maps and, and, and other things that this you know, design space impacts. But I think the first thing that came to a lot of people's mind on this change, and we'll go to you, Mr. Overwatch League tracker, uh, is the Overwatch League itself. That trims the rosters right there. Uh, I mean, unless a team really, really wants to put some backup, you know, players on the roster, that immediately trims a tank off of every single team's roster not generally something that was received favorably favorably by a lot on social media. Yeah, that was one of the first things I tweeted out was, well, now they get to save like 16% of their uh, salary on uh, Overwatch League players, which some people took even more, you know, hardcore on than that some some saying yeah, that that's, that's entire, pretty spicy takes on this one that's, that's the entire reason they're doing it if you right like jane uh, uh, the coach for team envy is like if you think the shift to 5v5 for overwatch 2 is anything to do with game balance and not just saving the overwatch league some money then oh boy do i have a bridge to sell you 
It's like, dude, <laughs> 20 players making like 50, 50 grand is like the minimum. It's like a million bucks of what they're going to save. That's that's not why they're doing it. Uh, a lot of other ones are saying, uh, yeah, rip, rip, rip my job, that sort of thing for a few of them. Um, and those ones I totally get. Like if you were yeah. tank two off tank on the team and your team no no, no longer lead, needs that, yeah, that's like me going, you know, my company laid me off, son of a bitch. You know, that uh, that type of event, that one I'm fine with. But some of those spicy takes where I was like, really? Like, do you, uh, you really think Blizzard nefariously designed the game to shave <laughs> one off of the Overwatch League rosters? Because no. I don't, and I'm not exactly somebody that has all that high an opinion of Blizzard when it comes to monetary decisions lately, mm -hmm. Zista. So I'm, <laughs> I would be more in favor of thinking they did something for a money-saving reason, and even right. I don't feel like it falls into that bucket. Yeah, I no, I don't. I don't feel that's the case at all. But I like, I feel like as somebody who's not like, I'm, I don't know what it is, but tank is my highest rated rank right now. Um, I don't enjoy tank. Apparently, I'm okay at it. I I actually prefer to heal in in competitive, but um, tank. I, I feel like I already feel like there's a lot of pressure on me as a tank when there's two of them. So now going in as being the sole tank. That just feels like there's going to be even more pressure on me. So I'm well, already not maybe. wanting to queue as a tank. Like, I'm not looking forward to that in a 5v5 setting. But maybe. Well, on the side, only half a number of people have to now. <laughs> right. <laughs> but maybe you will enjoy it more because this does <clears throat> fundamentally change a number of things about the tank role specifically. Yeah. Uh, they spoke on the stream about maybe it, it's gonna, you're going to be a little more offensive in nature yeah. than defensive in nature um well they revealed that like winston has a alternate control. fire ability yeah you're going to be more of the crowd control for the group than other people while some will retain some slight crowd control abilities like dart and things like that uh yeah. other crowd control abilities are, are going away and the tanks will be will be carrying the responsibility there when you look at yeah. that type of change, Jason, and then uh, again, a fundamental change is map design, right? Has to change, uh, whether it's choke point management, flank points, uh, sniping points, all those types of things change now when you have a tank by themselves with no secondary tank and with kind of a fundamental shift in what a tank does, that changes just about every aspect of gameplay. About a year ago, they did an experimental card, actually, where they did make it a, a one-tank system with the tanks being yeah. buffed in various ways. And I actually thought it was a lot of fun. I played tank in that, and I thought it was a lot more fun than, like I said, just standing there with my Reinhardt shield up and just, you know, hoping my friend, my guy, my allies shoot more people than my enemies do. It seemed like there was a lot more to do, and it was a lot more dynamic. So that that's something else that helped me. If they just announced this out of the blue without me having played that, at least I might be a little more hesitant, but... Having done that and had a good time with it, I think it, it has a pretty good chance to work out. So you're in favor of this change. Like overall, if I said you got to pick one, is Overwatch going to be six v six with two tanks or five v five with one? Jason, make the call right now. What are you picking? I am scared of change. I don't want that responsibility though. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm hopeful that the five v five will be decent. Yeah. I'm not I'm not giving it crap. Like I think there's a chance it could be all right. Zista. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, after watching like some of the new abilities the tanks are getting, like Winston has like an alternate fire now where you could charge up the the cannon and shoot like a range blast, kind of like a Symmetra ball, um, out of the the Tesla cannon that he has. Like that looks really cool. Like we've known for a little while now that Reinhardt has like double fire strike and uh, can stop his charge. And there's a there's a lot more like extra abilities the tanks are getting. I know we've tried some stuff and experimental for a while, like Roadhog. Uh, when he uses his gas mask to heal himself, that it drops like a cloud to AoE heal his team. They didn't say that was coming over to Overwatch 2, but I feel like mm -hmm. adding a little more something extra for Roadhog because Roadhog is a main tank, never is really a good idea. So they have to do something. Uh, Zarya, they said that Zarya can oh, get yeah. two charges of the shield where Zarya can use both of them on uh, herself or she could use both of them on teammates and stuff like that. So they're adding a little more like diversity to the tank's abilities so it should make things a little more interesting and will probably solve the problem of only having the one tank um and uh they're making barriers i think a little less effective yeah. 
So Mind Shield was only twelve hundred in the demo. Right. Yeah. So oh, oh, we, all of I that guess around, I think it's a pretty good change. With, they did put all over this thing. Things are subject to change. Things are subject yeah. as far as these Absolutely. ability chats. Like they're not going to roll back five. That's that's a done deal, guys. That one's done. Yeah. They but, can't call. They can't go back on that one now. But these things yeah. about different abilities and 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 who can be targeted and the, all of this stuff is of course subject to change. Uh, on the map side of things, we did get quite a look at a lot. We also got teased a new game mode, and then that was it. They didn't talk about that. That was all. There is a game mode that we don't have yet that we will be getting. And there you go. Next topic was kind of the way that that, that <laughs> one was treated. I'm sure you gentlemen probably have some type of guess or, or at least would hazard a guess. We'll get there in a little bit. Uh, we were just showing off New York. This is a hybrid map, some changes, but there are some nods in here, Jason, if you are a New York map fan currently that you might appreciate. Uh, yeah, well, like the fire truck coming out of the station. That's the payload. That's really neat. Uh, the uh, uh, the bridge, the famous bridge. I forget what it's called now. Not that famous, obviously. <laughs> that the, famous... Brooklyn uh, Bridge? <laughs> No, no, no. What is it? The one where they go under with the tunnel. The the whatever. I'm not from New York. I don't I don't I don't know this stuff. You know, I'm not from New York. Whatever. Anyway. I'm walking. Yeah, it looks really cool. I'm walking. Yeah. yeah. Uh there's also, also a nod uh, also, to uh, Mr. Kaplan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Jeff Coffee Mug, J E P H. Which I guess was like a misspelling that someone gave him once in Starbucks or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. That when they do the whole name thing on there. Mm. Um. How do they spell Zista on your Starbucks cup? <laughs> With S's. Okay, that's what I figured. Zista. They they type Zista. Yeah. S i s t a. A soul Zista. North of the American border, we got Toronto push map. That's pretty much the same as 2019's BlizzCon showing. But uh, yeah, I mean it was it a little more polished. Little now they had the uh, what was it the, the the Tim Hortons analog? I forget what that was called. What they called it? Uh, it oh, it was it was, like... it was Tim Johnson. Johnson, maybe that was it. I don't know. Uh, forget what it was, but yeah, I caught that too. I caught that too. I was like, oh, that's that's that or Tim Howard's or I don't remember. It was like something like that, and it was like that. Howard's definitely what? what? Wait, what? Know. What? <laughs> uh, the new Rio was shown off a bit. Zista, the hybrid. This, uh, yeah, pretty much centered on the entire damn game on Lucio, uh, on Lucio's club here, huh? I loved it. I loved it. The the fact that there's like so many high ground spots is going to be really interesting because they were talking about how you kind of want the middle high ground uh, to control that, but then you know the other two high grounds make it difficult. Uh, it's I think it's the first time that there's there's that much high ground in a map. Uh, it's it's going to be kind of interesting. I just want to live there. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it did look pretty cool. It did look pretty cool. Uh, Rome, of course, you get the big wide open spaces of the Colosseum and then go fight on these narrow ass streets. Uh, you pick pick one. This one is kind of interesting, though. The the map, like it, it did these spirals, these like corkscrew back on each other's sides, uh, on each team's mm -hmm. side. And apparently, and I didn't know this, but I don't follow Overwatch development, you know, as much as I do now because I host a show. Uh, they've actually wanted to do this type of thing for for a while with this like corkscrewing back onto the bases, but they just could never get it to feel right in Overwatch, and apparently got it in the Rome map. Jason, what did you think of this design, though? This is unlike something we've ever really played on to date. Unfortunately, this is the one I was probably starting to zone out a bit on. Or I think you gave me some. I had to do some some MMO bomb stuff. I was like, God damn it, Mike! So I was working on that while that was going on. So I didn't didn't take a close look at it. Zista, your thoughts? I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, I love any kind of design like this where you almost are like doubling back and like you you have some like uh, crossways to like sneak through the map and stuff like that. So it's going to make things really really interesting for flanking defending and i don't know i this this is one of the maps that i'm just really really excited to try out the last one we got a peek at was monte carlo and i'll show you some b-roll footage of this one because this i this was my favorite uh showcase map 
Um, not because I really care about F1 racing or yeah, or but any, that car is so cool or anything like awesome. that. But that that is cool, and the map is cool, and there is an F1 kind of theme to this one. the 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 payload itself is a is an F1 car uh, going up and down the streets. Uh, they said similar to the real Monaco Grand Prix, and I'm like, this isn't anything like the real Monaco Grand Prix, besides the fact that that's <laughs> an F1 car. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's it's also kind of slow compared to the cars how they usually go. Yeah. Well, and they made a point to call that out because like the map has this huge incline that you have to traverse. And so it does slow down the, the payload quite dramatically, which again, oh. fundamentally changes some of the play style from previous pay payload maps. Like I was just making a joke because F1 cars usually like 150 miles an hour. And this was nowhere close, but you're, you're getting all technical on it. I know, I'm getting technical with wow. you. Wow. Yeah, okay, so that, that I was- I did a, my like... research for the show. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike somebody like who was asked ago. 30 seconds ago to be on. <laughs> but no, no, the point I remember hearing about this one, though, when they were talking about it, was uh, stairs. Like how they always do stairs in Overwatch. Right? They always have to yeah. be very gradual. And that, right. that's kind of a pain in the ass for level design. Because if you want to have multiple levels, it takes a long time to have the stairs like curling back and forth on them. Because they want to be able to see what's at the top of the stairs and not like... You know, be surprised by it. So that, that was really cool, interesting thing. And then I thought about all the places that have stairs on, and on the Overwatch maps. I'm like, yeah, you're right. They are, they're gradual and they curve up on, or they go back and forth or whatever. So now we're flying through all the maps. That was Toronto that just went by with the uh, hockey figures. I would like to see every location have each map type, and I know that would be insane to like code in there, but like have some kind of overlaps in because we kind of, kind of got that with the the last death match that they gave us on yeah. live, the uh, the Hanamura. Uh, map, whatever I forget what it's called because I've played on it like once, but it is the the map that's like right below that you can like look down and see from from Hanamura. What and I want like... is something like a... no, I, I want something like a, in Street Fighter when you go to a new new stage. Yeah, like they give the little plane in the map and it's like Japan or something like that. Yeah. I, that's, that's totally what I want. But it would be cool if like you're in like the Rome push, for example, you know, and you have that and you have the Colosseum and all in in that. But there is like a Rome payload map that is like intersects with that map, you know, that you can, you can cross over and do some stuff with. So it would just be nice to have different variants of the existing maps to do every play style on that, that location, you know, like, can you imagine like a, a payload map on Hanamura? Like it wouldn't work on the current map, but you could maybe possibly do something where it crosses over at one point, you know? Uh, funny you mentioned that because they did hold the follow-up Ask Me Anything uh, yesterday, mm -hmm. uh, the AMA on Reddit. And we'll get, we'll get to some of like the bigger things. Honestly, they were very upfront with this one, and they said, yeah, hey, uh, we're not going to be really giving out any new information. Uh, right. There's not going to be any announcements here. If you have questions, you can ask them. But like, don't don't ask for a release date or what the new game mode is or new heroes. Like, we're not going to be making any big announcements on this one. Uh, they they made a few allusions to some things that I think are important to uh, to talk about here. But jumping ahead to one that really kind of got brushed aside, to your point, Zisto, was the ability to like make custom maps or make. Um, your own character skins because there is that the creator tool uh but mm -hmm. it's like you know whatever it's not super robust and so somebody was asking about making that extremely robust and basically like the answer came across is wouldn't that be nice um <laughs> it's just not gonna happen like the amount of resources it would take they they kind yeah. of said said no but when you were saying wouldn't it be nice if the maps did this that made me think back to the the ama question in the AMA, though, we did get an answer about a ping system, something people have wanted for a long time, particularly mm -hmm. seeing it in other squad or hero-based shooter games lately. Uh, and Aaron Keller did say that it has a prototype in the game right now. They don't know if it'll make it to final release, though. He said, we've definitely considered this. In fact, we have a prototype running right now. We don't make a habit of promising things to players till they're actually announced, and I'm not going to break that tradition right now. I'm sure I'll blow it at some other point in this AMA. <laughs> but it is something that we are excited about as a team and working through issues currently. Jason, do you want a ping system in Overwatch? Does it need it? 
I wouldn't have thought they needed 5v5 either, but if that works out, I'll, I'll give them the credit for it. But I, I, in my mind, I feel like we don't really need it. I feel like it does an okay enough job of, you know, the, the characters themselves call out stuff like, you know, behind you or there's a sniper or whatever. Maybe sometimes have, I, there have been times when I wished I could actually have noted where that was, like the sniper's up there or whatever. But I don't know. I, I feel like it's kind of iffy whether, I, whether I'd want that or not. Zista, how do you feel? Does it? Does the well, game? I've been playing it? a lot. I've been playing a lot of another game recently called uh, Hunt Showdown. I actually played it on the channel uh, yeah, this, this weekend, this last Sunday. Um, and uh, it's kind of like a it's uh, teams of three, and it's kind of like a battle royale with PVE objectives where like you have like a target bounty to go kill, but other teams are trying to get that bounty. So if you come across them, you want to kill them. Um, so that system they have pinging in that which. I had not really played any games that had that system prior because I don't play like Call of Duty and stuff like that. I don't know if that's even in Call of Duty right now. Um, but uh, I, I got used to that system and it's just like really nice to be able to be like, I hear a noise over here and you just ping it. And uh, even even if you're in voice chat, but now think about the people that are not in voice chat. How many team? How many people do you come across on a team that are quiet that don't say anything? If they had the ability uh, to zero. ping something, when I play zero, yeah. they're all yelling at me. <laughs> well, like, like, I've it, never once had I, somebody I not on a mic have, yelling. You have at healers me. that just won't talk ever. So it's just it's nice that if they see something, they can ping it and not have to actually speak. Um, it just it gets your attention across. So I think this system is absolutely one hundred percent needed. Uh, I, I think it would completely revolutionize Overwatch 2 more so than adding 5v5. The I, difference is, though, between something like that and Hunt Showdown, it's Hunt's a fairly slowish, slowish game. And so are a lot of is. like Battle Royales where you get that. Whereas if I ping where Tracer is, she's going to be gone from yeah, there in you know, a quarter of a second well, later. Yeah. So. But, but also keep in mind, like, say D.Va popped out of mech, the rest of the team wiped and like baby D.Va's hiding, you know, in a building somewhere waiting for the team to get back. You could ping there, yeah. you know, and... And, and show the team off if you're the only one that happened to see that. And that actually happens more so than you would realize it does. Yeah, yeah. I also lean a little more towards the side of like, even if I don't find a ping system useful, I realize that not just as a game feature, but as an accessibility feature for a mm -hmm. game to have, that does add to, to, to the complement yeah. of accessibility features. So um, whether I use it or not, I don't know. Like, how how useful is it going to be for me in a payload match, right? Like, if I lose track of the payload to that degree, you, you, okay, I'm just, I should be dead. Like, I should be just. Well, yeah, if you can't, if you need someone to ping right. the payload for you, exactly, yeah. right? But you know, if yeah. their new game that mode does require, there. if their new game I mean, mode I kind does of require something payload, more. Though. Yeah, you, you kind of need it for some people, like right? You, like, you have you have the ability yeah. to like already ping objectives like yeah. that 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 is currently in the game you can do that um and when the timer starts getting down to like 20 seconds left i absolutely start spamming the payload when people are like waiting around and i'm like you got to get on it because the timer is going to expire like it doesn't matter if we're going to lose you have to try to get on the payload you know like uh so i'm in favor of that one uh cross play and cross progression obviously a big question again mm. Official announcements still to come, but they kind of, I think they kind of tipped the cards on on this one in this reply. We're pretty excited about the possibilities of cross-play and cross-progression, but we don't have anything to announce today. However, given the additional complexities of cross-progression, it would probably make most sense to tackle cross-play first and then explore progression as a potential add-on if we go this route. If we go this route. They're going that route. I mean, it's a pretty, pretty specific answer there to try and not be a specific answer. And honestly, I would, I would have a hard time believing that at this point with cross-play kind of barriers broken down across the board and finding out exactly how much Sony makes from places like uh, Epic Games for cross-play functionality. I would be stunned if crossplay wasn't a thing for Overwatch 2. That is a huge desirable trait. Uh, somebody a asked, do... would there be a beta? And I was kind of like, well, yeah, there's going to be a beta. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, if they do offer crossplay for, for Overwatch 2, that I feel like for console players, they should give them the option to opt into um, console only lobbies. 
Oh uh, yeah, I mean that that normally comes. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah. even Rocket League has that enable cross play. Yeah, uh, stuff for your queuing. So I, I would. It's be just because like playing against Overwatch somebody on a controller and playing against somebody on a yeah. mouse and keyboard yeah, yeah, in yeah. a shooter, like it's not even fair. Yeah, because I remember, I think it was was it the PlayStation where you could hook the mouse and the keyboard up and like you know whatever up to it, and like there was a lot of problems with people doing that. Play Overwatch, playing the game with mouse and keyboard against people that are stuck on a controller i remember hearing like some crazy stuff about that where people were up in arms that like how can you enable mouse and keyboard support for a controller game and you're you're making everybody now get mouse and keyboard to stay up for it and we might as well just be playing on pc at that point Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean if you if they enable it and you have controller mouse support uh keyboard and mouse support rather for consoles you know yeah crossplay would be great but if you're on a controller sometimes that doesn't feel good you know, to to be playing, and that's I don't yeah, know. I, I I would be stunned. I don't, I don't if have they the, the have crazy some... reflexes that some of those Call of Duty people have, so I I can't keep up with the the controller people in that regard. But I would be stunned if there was when when they implement yeah. crossplay, if there wasn't some type. I mean, it's a shooter game. That's literally the first thing yeah. any shooter game designer thinks of when crossplay is the advantage that PC has. Other than that, gang, I really didn't think... I mean, in the AMA, they did talk about Bastion. I'm bringing that up because we talked about uh, a few weeks ago <laughs> eliminating Bastion uh, in Overwatch 2. Somebody, yeah. uh, an article was written on it, and we kind of laughed at it. Now, Bastion's still still going to be there. They talked about some reworks for Bastion. Uh, and, and other than that, I mean, it was, it was pretty tame. There was a lot of clarify attempts at clarifying questions i guess jason for the 5v5 point and they just kind of kept kept hitting the notes that they they hit in the stream they really didn't mm-hmm. they didn't get off message in the in the ama so i mean they know that's their their pressure point and that's right. their, their big thing so they know not to talk too much about it did they, they didn't happen to mention anything about loot boxes did they uh-uh. uh somebody asked no. in the ama about an open all button uh yeah. which went unanswered uh, at least as far as I remember, went unanswered. I'm trying to do these ones off the top of my head. Uh, somebody asked about acquiring skins that uh, have since become unacquirable, uh, either due to events or certain promotions with Overwatch League and things. Uh, Overwatch League chimed in on that one, saying that they are going to start trying to do something along those lines to get some of those older skins back in the game and then other people chimed in with what skins they want to buy but there was no real official answer as far as like directly loot boxes i think again i might have missed something but the only one off the top of my head was an open all button and that went unanswered okay yeah, i actually wouldn't be upset if they brought some of the older ones that were tied to events that you like they have the weekly events like i, ju- I showed off the three that there for the anniversary right now it's uh uh i don't know the one this this week is echo because i just earned it just before we started the podcast um but like once once week two goes by and you can't earn that echo skin anymore and I, next week is is wrecking ball i know that much i forget what week one was um but uh like once this this goes by after this week if you don't earn echo you can never earn echo again i actually wouldn't be opposed to taking these and putting microtransactions on them and throwing them up in the shop and being like, hey, if you want it, you know, it's a couple bucks here and there. You know, not twenty dollars for a skin or anything, but you know, five or less. So oh, you mean Apex there, Legends? Would be pretty oh, yeah. reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, but for something that you could put, you could earn in the game, like, yeah. and then I don't want to see them added to a loot box. It, you know, I don't yeah. want to see them added to a loot box. No, I don't either. I don't. Yeah. Either. That's why I said I think microtransactions is fair for that. But I think, well, I mean, Jason, it's, it's like a good question. Like, a points. lot has changed since Overwatch came out yeah. in yeah. the loot box front um, with mm-hmm. laws in different countries. Do you think they stick with the loot box formula in Overwatch 2? They've they've talked previously about, yes, things potentially things like battle passes and season passes and stuff like that. But even when asked directly about loot boxes, they kind of hemmed and hawed on it and said, you know, it can be used to to good effect. We don't know if it'll go to Overwatch 2 or not. What are your thoughts? I think it's something they're not going to talk about like, very much until they're ready to talk about it, because this is an even hotter button issue probably than 5v5. Uh, but yeah, I think I would I would be surprised if they went with exactly the same thing they have now, just loot boxes as are. I think they will go with something else or maybe uh, like a battle pass, something like that, and maybe still incorporate loot boxes in some way, but not as the only real means of progression. Well, so let me ask you this then. Do they... Um... 
do they add you you think it's more likely that they would add loot boxes as an in-game reward and not a directly purchasable item I think that's possible. Right. That's kind of the shift we've seen games go. And I, I know I've yeah. mentioned Rocket League once or twice already, but when they dropped loot boxes as a cash purchase item, they didn't drop loot boxes out of the game. Right. They just became an in-game reward only. Uh, and the items obtained randomly from blueprints, you could see what you were going to buy if you wanted to buy it. So I could very much see Overwatch succeeding in in that kind of model, Overwatch 2, I mean. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know. We'll I, see. I would, I would like to see, like, the loot boxes maybe just open up random amounts of uh, currency and then purchasing them through the, the, the store. Because, uh, I don't know, I, I have, like, 140,000 credits saved up right now. I want to spend them. You know, like, I have every cosmetic in the game except for the new Junkrat uh uh, skin from the anniversary event and the wrecking ball one which isn't released until next week so the the currency just keeps piling up i have nothing to spend it on i was just saying to a couple friends like i wish they would just throw some premium skins in there for like ten thousand currency or even a hundred thousand currency for like some crazy one just so i have something to spend my currency on and look forward to so hoping they they maybe shift away from loot boxes to to allow me to do that last question i want to ask you two on, on the overwatch 2 front we know at the earliest we're not going to see this until 2022. We know that. Yeah. There is some behind-the-scene anonymous speculation that we might not see it until 2023. I personally think that's probably wrong, but that gives us 2022, 2023. There are seven months left in this year, so we're looking at no earlier than eight months from now having Overwatch 2 could be as many as 19 months from now if it launched late next year. That is a long time for Overwatch 1 to carry the weight while Overwatch 1 hasn't really added much new in months already, Jason. Like, that's that's got to be a concern, right? I remember when uh, Guild Wars 2 went nine months between uh, content updates for the first expansion and we were all up in arms about that so yeah this is this is something else entirely and yeah you just gotta wonder if not that it'll, if it'll survive but how much how much people are still gonna be around and wanting to do overwatch 2 when it finally comes out if it really does take that long like it's probably bleeding people left and right and you just have to hope that it's gonna have enough momentum to keep it through till whenever it comes out and what worries me even more now is that because of that it's not going to get done to the proper degree that a game should. And it might be pressure to go out the door earlier than, than the designers would like, but depends on Big Daddy Activision, I guess. Well, it's funny you bring up some of those points because IGN published <laughs> a uh, article on Blizzard Departures a few days ago. And if you haven't read it, I hi and you're even remotely interested in what we're talking about, Cat uh, Bailey, wonderful article. It was posted four days ago. It got an update uh, yesterday to it as well. So a little bit of just additional information uh, thrown in as far as the update. We've talked about on this show multiple times, multiple times, Zista, about mm -hmm. high-profile people leaving Blizzard. When Jeff Kaplan left, we spent a fair amount of time talking about the Blizzard of old and has Activision you know, instilled these changes in them? Has it been an internal shift in culture uh from their own standpoint like what is going on you saw Metzen leave you saw Morheim leave you saw Kaplan leave if you think about it there really is there, there really aren't too many high profile people left that you yeah. would be surprised like maybe Ian right Ian has a yeah. Costas yeah I would be oh my god he left I'd be shocked but other yeah, than that you know there aren't too many names behind the Blizzard titles that a lot of people recognize like the way you recognize Chris Metzen. Like casual wow people knew who Chris Metzen was. Casual wow people. Uh, this So this report goes in from the aspect of interviewing current Blizzard employees, former Blizzard employees of all varying ranks. Some are anonymous, some are not uh, due to trying to you know protect their relationships. 
Some of them have departed to other companies, sometimes companies they have made. <laughs> and, and I don't want to go through the whole article. It is very long. I highly suggest you read it. But I did want to give you, you guys these, these key points from the article here because, man, I felt like our conversation could have been the source for this article. I'm not implying that it was, by the way. Cat Bailey did <laughs> tremendous reporting, not taking anything away from Cat. Uh, but Blizzard internally, people reporting that the smaller team feeling is gone, Zista. And many are leaving not to go to AAAs, but to go work for their own companies, small family, little friend companies, or companies of indie games. Uh, so exactly what we've speculated, like, Blizzard of the past felt more family, more we're going to get through this, we're going to yep. create something amazing, that small family studio not working for people that are there 10 years or, or more sending an email to 80 people to get an approval to do something. And right now, to Jason's point, the entire development slate is is in question by, by a lot of uh, Blizzard employees that contributed to this article because there is a huge gap 2018 BlizzCon led with the Diablo Immortal, for God's sakes. Oh, Diablo. I should check. Yeah, that. you should check. You should check. Hey, I, I have a check. phone. Um, and there are, that's a huge gap given that Diablo 3 and Overwatch 2 are at least nope. still a year away. Still registering. Are at least still a year away. Obviously, that impacts employee bonuses, employee retention. You've had the layoffs on top of it. And while a lot did say... For this reporting that like they don't necessarily hear about money money does enter conversations that it previously didn't where there used to be this jason let's develop it and if it takes a little longer people know that a blizzard title is going to be worth it on day one mm -hmm. now there might be a bit of creeping in of we got to cut back we got to cut back you know the the layoffs have scaled back teams now to be fair most of those layoffs were outside of game development Unfortunately, a lot of them on the esports side of things. Uh, and ultimately, Blizzard's the low company on the Activision totem pole, right? They're not making the money when you compare them to all the other, you know, the, the King or the Activision sides of Activision Blizzard. So you don't get to make the culture, right? Uh, unfortunately. And that means Blizz, to a certain degree, isn't Blizz anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you toss in all the things like they've had with, uh, yeah, with the layoffs. So, you know, you have a feeling of general insecurity while you're there. Even if the company does well, you know, record record revenues, we're going to lay off ten percent of our people. You have stuff like that too that probably affects them not only in retaining people because they want to get out before you know the axe falls, but probably in trying to hire new people. It's not as attractive a place as it used to be because you're not sure how much your success is going to tie into your actual future job prospects. So you have all of that and. You just wonder how they're going to, they really need a hit or two hits at least, like maybe Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4, to really bring that back and to get that sense of, of Blizzard as a really big deal. So I, I don't know how they're going to do that without, without those big games coming out and with, you know, again, some better stability from a financial and employment standpoint. Yeah. Wait, you mean Rock and Roll Racing is in their AAA title? <laughs> Heroes of the Storm, man. It's going to be a big comeback. This, big is, comeback. this is from a Blizzard source in the article, Zista. It feels like the company is just bleeding and taking punches. And realistically, the only thing that is going to stop that is shipping Diablo 4 or Overwatch 2. We I talk didn't even all read that. The I just time, made that up my own. I didn't even, didn't even see that. We talk all the time about, like, we kind of really messed up long-term planning, you know? Our release slates and things like that. Excuse mm -hmm. me. If you look at how long the games take to make, Diablo 4 and Overwatch are probably shaping up to ship roughly around the same time or in successive years. It's hard not to imagine this not happening again at Blizzard. And that's a very fair point. You have your WoW expansion. If D4 and Overwatch 2 come out you know, in the same year or in successive years, you've already basically shuttered StarCraft. You canceled the StarCraft FPS that you were working on. You, you, they do say, I guess, in a positive light that they are working on new titles that they're not ready to announce yet. Yep. I would hope so. 
But all <laughs> I mean, of we your, kind of all knew there was a new IP in the works. Uh, yeah, but all ago, of your yeah. core IPs will have had a release between the end of 2020 and let's say they come out sometime next year, D2 and Overwatch, the end of 2022 in that two-year period. Fast forward three to four years, aren't you back in this same spot again if you don't actively have the next projects already underway? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have... We have Overwatch 2 coming, and yeah. I feel like Diablo 4 isn't as polished as Overwatch 2 right now. Like, yeah, there's definitely a lot more to do in Overwatch 2. There's still stuff they haven't talked about, still fine-tuning the systems, some of the maps are still getting tweaks, they're still balancing a lot of the abilities. But overall, the game is complete, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just adding little things here and there. Diablo 4, there's still, it seems like, developing from the ground up. Like, there's, there's a lot of stuff. They haven't revealed all the classes yet. You know, we we know what heroes are coming to Overwatch. We know what maps are coming to Overwatch. We don't have a lot of details about that stuff in over in uh, Diablo Four. That's not saying that that stuff isn't there, but just based on when they announced it and how much they've had to show, I don't feel the game is anywhere near as, near as polished as Overwatch Two. So I think it is going to be a concurrent year uh, situation. But the bombshell that they really need to take the victory now is just announced Warcraft Four. Just announce Warcraft 4. Just yeah. Just announce just it. Announce it. Just, just announce, announce it. it. That's it. Because everybody really enjoyed Warcraft 3 Remastered, so you know they couldn't do anything wrong with Warcraft 4. Here's a question. Which comes out first? Diablo 4 or Path of Exile 2? <laughs> I honestly think it's going to be Path of Exile 2 at this point. Yeah. I think so. I, I just love that huge dead silence we had. We're not even going to acknowledge it. We're just going to move right on. Yeah. Well, you caused it, so. I typically do. That's true. That's true. IGN has heard stories of Blizzard devs having to pick up the slack by helping out with events or writing patch notes. One way or another, everyone has felt the impact of the cuts around Blizzard. So even... Though you might be having most of the cuts in the esports department, it it does have ripple effects, as they put it. Mm -hmm. Say that the departures have had a ripple effect on teams used to long-term stability. Because when you see some of these high-profile people that I want to work for this company because Chris Metzen works there, and look at how long, and I want to work for that guy and that team or that girl and that team, you know, when they leave, that hurts. Certainly interesting. And kudos to uh, Kat for some excellent reporting. I highly recommend you yep. check out the article. It, it um, is a lengthy ahead. read, for sure. Let's, uh, But well worth it. Let's finish up with some World of Warcraft news. So, Jason, I'm sure you're going to be thrilled by All this. Right. I'm going to let you know something about your character right now. The oh, really? Yeah, yeah, characters you've My never... My character? Yeah. My character? Yeah, okay. your character. I have characters. I have characters. I know you do. I know mm -hmm. you do. Okay. All right. Uh, seriously, though... <laughs> That Burning Crusade classic patch, that 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 downtime was long. <laughs> yeah. Ten hours longer than planned. <laughs> and turns that, that is the blizzard I expect. <laughs> <laughs> Kyvex on the forum says, No one on the WoW team that I've talked to this afternoon can remember a maintenance that took this long. Uh, it looks like that's because we've never done anything like this in World of Warcraft, where we're basically turning one game into two games, and we need every player character in both games to be perfectly playable, as they all were just before maintenance started. Please know this. There's a good reason for how long it's taking, and our live operations team are making solid progress towards the resolution. These are jobs that copy data and then went on to explain that we can it is impossible for us to lose data so it's just to kind of reassure everybody uh oh and yeah when cross realm we had mentioned that on last show we were like well yeah I, you know maybe you're not gonna like it uh, yeah that was a bug so <laughs> there is no cross realm in tbc classic that was a bug kind of like destiny launching their cross cross play uh accidentally um what else a couple notes here oh keystone re-rolling did you see this zista i actually like this I but i didn't. don't think it goes far enough i didn't but i i i'm all for keystone re-rolling because i there's certain dungeons that i just absolutely won't do well yeah <laughs> we all know 
patch 9.1, there's going to be a one-time exchange. I, I'm assuming that that means once a week. Mm-hmm. Like, but, uh, you know, I, hopefully, right? Uh, of your Mythic Plus Keystone after completing a Mythic Plus dungeon that is at or above the level of your current Keystone. Additionally, so it, additionally, it kind of sounds like it's once per dungeon that you complete. That's what it sounds like to me. Right, 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 right. Uh, additionally, at the uh, Hall of Holding in Ouroboros, you can go pick up a Keystone if you've completed at least one Shadowlands dungeon on Mythic Plus difficulty. That's kind of to, you know, if you didn't run Mythics last week and you were busy and you don't have a Keystone this week, well, now you can you can go pick up a Keystone for this week. So how that hasn't been a thing already, I'll never know. That one's always yeah. kind of bothered me. I do like the exchange system, but... But there is, uh, I, I think, a little bit of a flaw here. Mm -hmm. That means it's impossible to re-roll a keystone that you just timed because it'll upgrade, right? Like if you do the math, the, the way they describe this is, we'll now offer a keystone to players who don't have a keystone and now spawns at the end of a Mythic Plus dungeon that are completed before the time is reached. He'll offer a one-time keystone exchange to any player whose current keystone is at or below the level of the dungeon that was recently completed on time. So that means so if, you, if it was your key, party. yeah, if your key, you time it and it ranks up, you cannot yeah. re-roll that key. Right? Like am I reading um, that right math wise? I think the I think the party leader can re-roll if it's at the key. Um Well, it says keystones that key. are a higher level dungeon than the one that was recently completed on time cannot be traded including the keystone that was used to start the run. I don't like the wording of this. So if you use your keystone to start the run, we right. time it, your keystone goes up plus 1, your keystone you personally can't re-roll your keystone. All of us can, provided our keys are at or below the plus of the one we just ran. Right. But you can't, because it was your key that started the run, which just upgraded, and this is the highest key, uh, highest mythic plus that you just you've run this week. Right. So well, it says at or above. So that's maybe, kind of weird. Maybe you could. Maybe you could re-roll it to the same one, the same level, just a different dungeon. I, I don't. I, I don't I, know. The wording is weird on it. See, I I don't think it is. I think the wording is pretty direct. Like the last sentence is keystones that are a higher level than the dungeon that was recently completed on time cannot be traded. Right. Including the keystone that was used to start the run. So you could hit a you could you could clear your first plus fifteen with your key. It goes to plus 16. That one is ineligible for you to trade. So for you to trade this one, you now have to run a plus 16 somewhere without it being your key. You have to run somebody else's. Right. And then your plus 16 that you earned on that run before is eligible to be re-rolled. I think that's a little weird. Now, granted, this I know yeah. this isn't going to impact me to a great degree, uh, but how many 16s are you running? Exactly right. Like you, you and I are not running 18s and 20s and stuff like this. Where this matters, we're no, probably re-rolling these. We're probably yeah, re-rolling these just to avoid it? a particular dungeon, not so much for the 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 plus. Uh, but I'm thinking it about does strike me as my weird. Mom, my mom really liked Keystone beer. Wow, that's <laughs> remarkable insight. There you go. You want you want my opinion? There's my opinion. <laughs> We do also now have a look as to what the AMZ nerf is going to be in 9.1. Yep. We've kind of teased that one. Uh, uh, had some fun making fun of the uh, anti-magic or anti-magic zone um, mm -hmm. being nerfed, and it is. At, it is. At least it's not red. So all we need is more red abilities in that three, right? That is true. That is true. <laughs> so what are the changes no, we, here? Um, the, it's, I don't know what the original one was. 
because it says it was... Okay, the duration was changed from 10 seconds to 8 seconds. And the cooldown was changed from 2 minutes to 3 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And they've also that. added a cap. So it lasts for 8 seconds or until it absorbs a certain percent. Right. It's I don't know if it's going to be enough, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. And in 9.1, your vault's going to give you more currency options. Instead of just Stygia, you can also pick from Soul Ash or Anima. Uh, let's slide over and do lore or lies. I know the wild stuff sucked this week. It's we're still yeah. Who knows when the hell this is going to be? A lot of Overwatch out. too. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's the hype right now. Exactly. Yep. Lore or lies. Here we go. No, it's just because of me. That's why nobody watched. True. Culture sucked. True. They they all split. <laughs> they all split. Uh, lore or lies. As always, this is the segment of the show where we're each going to read one statement. Two of them are the Stone Cold Truth. One of them has a lie in it somewhere. Could be a little lie. Could be a big lie. These are brought to you by our resident lore master, Lil Missy. Follow her on Twitter at L-I-L-M-I-S-S-Y-4205. We always appreciate her giving these to us. We're back. We're still going through the main story of Shadowlands, right? As players level up to uh, level 60. The two of the House of Maldraxxus are at war with the House of the Chosen, and the Primus has been missing for ages. When we last left off in Lorelei's, the Mawwalker was in the House of Construct alongside Aspirant Thales, three stewards, and Secular Mevix with a Kyrian Construct. So here we go. Let's pick it up. Since the House of Construct's forces and Baron Hallis were taken out, the Mawwalker, Secular Mevix, and the Kyrian survivors flee on the monstrous construct to a nearby hill where the Rune of Might is found. Aspirant Thales recognizes that the blade was forged by the Primus and decides to join the Maldrax's forces to help turn the tide of war. Uh, after unlocking the third rune at the seat of the Primus, players go to the House of Plagues to investigate if it fell because of a careless accident or by more nefarious means as Baroness Draca suspects. Outside of the ruins of the House of Plagues, you find Plague Divisor Merilith, who thinks you're his apprentice. Ooh, I get to do one. Excellent. Merilith is very relieved to see you again, as he couldn't find you anywhere after the explosion happened. As his apprentice, you are put to task to work on his latest position for Margrave Stradama, but while you were collecting ingredients, he has prepared a special surprise for you. I'm sure Jason knows the answer. Like 100%. Yeah, yeah. Jason I was actually going to say, we typically don't do this on the show, but since Jason literally knows nothing about Warcraft lore, can we have Jason make a prediction right now? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> make, um, sure, make sure you're following our lore keeper, Lil Missy 4205. I'm not going to make Jason make a guess. He did me a favor lies. today, and I'm not going to embarrass him. <laughs> they're all lies. All of them. All of them. Speaking of that, though, Jason, what are you streaming after the show today here? Well, it's not Dinner. a lie. That I, yeah, I'll, I'll probably like get a sandwich or something before I get going. Yeah, doing yeah. a cooking yeah. show. But I'm going to be doing my, continuing my uh, Lord of the Rings mod for Crusader Kings Three and playing as a playing as Aylmer. So I'm a vassal in Rohan, and uh, things are going okay. Sauron's just invading Gondor. Everything's fine. Other than that, you know, it's it's all good. Fantastic. Yeah, pretty. Chat, make sure you hang tight. Now it'll be a little bit between there. I'll give Jason like you know, fifteen minute break or whatever to go get. Yeah, a, I don't need fifteen a, minutes. I'll just a quick sandwich. Go get a sandwich or something. Yeah, cooking while gaming. But we'll uh, we'll go dark. He'll come back up. Jason, thank you so much for doing the show. It was awesome to have yeah, you yeah. talking about Overwatch today. Much appreciated. I get a bonus now, right? Yeah, you get a. <laughs> I'm gonna give you double that uh, your normal salary. Just you get a gold star. <laughs> double that zero, baby. Let's double it. <laughs> Uh, we will Can I get a Keystone, <laughs> Keystone Light, maybe. Yes. <laughs> yes. We, of course, will be back with another Snowbound next Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. Who the hell will be hosting on that one? I have no idea. We'll see when we get there. Uh, but make sure you're following us on Twitter at RC Radio, R A I D E O, so we can tweet at you about this show, the Relic Grind for Final Fantasy Square Enix fans. Huge news. Uh, on that front this week. Oh, and by the way, the second part of 5.5 dropped today. So it'll be a busy show this Thursday night. And then you can see Jason back here again Saturday night on Gaming Gumbo with Yod and I. Until next time, Jason, week, where can everybody find you? Oh, yeah, it's, it's all four of us this weekend on Gaming Gumbo. 
Okay, we are doing it? four hours. Oh, no, no, no. Are that's we? right. Yod has off this week. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway. Well, wait. Or I thought oh, chat wanted to do four. I don't remember. I don't know what chat doesn't define what our show does. You do. You're in charge. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's going to be three. We're going to give Yod okay. off. We're going to give Yod off because this Saturday we got a special guest. It'll be Jason, myself, and uh, AKA the other Mike, Mike B. B. The other, well, I mean, he's the, I guess, like, I tried to be Mike B, and then I was like, oh, there's Mike B. I can't do that. I'll be the fake one. Oh, he calls himself phony. Well, fuck me. All right, Magic Man, it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Although Mike magic B. Man, the do magic are kind of phony, too. So, damn it. Really <laughs> AKA Mike B will be a guest host this Saturday, 7 p.m. on uh, Gaming Gumbo. Until then, Jason, where can everybody find you? Uh, you find me on Twitter at WinterFormal, and I stream on Twitch.tv slash Jason Winter. Zista. I, I just want to say for one, I'm I'm really happy I've finally been able to do a show with Jason. Thank you, Jason, for joining us. You can <laughs> I'm you so can glad find me down below. Show Zista. <laughs> you can find me down below at it's Zista. Uh, and you can find me on Twitch at Zista X I Z T A. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally right there, Magic Man One, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio. And we'll tweet at you every time one of our volunteer streamers who I love dearly go live or we decide to do a podcast on Tuesdays, Thursdays, or Saturdays. Until next time, stay safe, gang, and we'll see you, you know, on the servers. So, this one kind of sandwich you're making? Peanut butter.